Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, back at it again. Here to talk about the Jets and everything that we got going, man. It's going to be an exciting time. Free agency is right around the corner. Lots to talk about, lots to cover. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and get right into it. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, you leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, go ahead and get into the show because I am fired up. Listen, folks, there's a lot going on. Recently, we just made some moves as well here with the New York Jets. We released Henry Anderson, uh, which saved us $8.2 million on the cap. Man, at the end of the day, I look at that situation and I say to myself, you know, the guy came here, you know, he did some things, but it just wasn't enough, to be completely honest, especially with the scheme that we're going into. I don't necessarily think that he's a fit. I know especially with the Colts, he struggled in the same scheme that we're about to run. The 4-3 is definitely going to impact some of the moves that we also make I believe, a free agency coming up. So, you know, kind of is what it is there. We had to move on. We had to do our thing. Um, so with him gone, that adds more cap, to, you know, cap money for us to spend, more cash for us to utilize. Then you also look at the situation with Marcus May as well. Marcus May, man, this guy's a phenomenal safety. We look at his position. We look at the situation. We're trying to get him signed long term. Things just aren't working out there. Um, you know, his agent came on <laughs> to social media and blasted the Jets, had quite a bit to say about what was going on. Um, you know, I don't know if, you know, Marcus necessarily needs to check his agent or maybe look into, you know, get a new agent or something like that. Something's got to go on here. But, you know, blasting the Jets publicly like that isn't necessarily the best thing for you to do, but he did it. Uh, talked about how, you know, he felt like the Jets weren't necessarily taking care of a team leader and listed all the accolades and the things he did. He also talked about us moving on from Jamal Adams as well the year before. But at the end of the day here, I do believe that Joe Douglas wants to make sure that this guy gets signed long term. I do believe that Joe Douglas gives a damn about keeping Marcus May on this football team, but the numbers just aren't there. They are adding up right now. Um, and I believe that, again, if you look at the way that Joe Douglas does things, he has a feeling about a certain way that he wants to handle business, okay? He's not looking to overspend on guys. He's not going to get taken to the cleaners. He's a guy that wants to make sure that he gets the right price at the right time. So um, franchising Marcus May, $10.5 million on the cap this year. Um, and it also gives us more time to continue to work out a deal with him. So it's not like he's gone. It's not like he's not going to be a guy that we're going to continuously try to work and make sure that he's going to be here long term. Joe Douglas talked about, you know, wanting to keep him long term. So, I do believe that eventually we will get a deal done with Marcus May, but, you know, just as, you know, as of right now, he's been franchise tagged, so he'll be here for a year. Um, man, you look at the rest of this situation, though. Whew. There's been a lot of guys, man. There's been a lot of things going on. The franchise tag has been used. There's been some players that, you know, it's been used on, some guys that we were really looking forward to as well. We're going to be talking about them tonight, too. Um, you look at – Listen, Chris Godwin got tagged. I know that there was a lot of Jets fans that were excited about him, the possibility of, you know, us bringing him to the Jets. He's get tagged. Um, Allen Robinson was tagged, which is huge. Um, we all talked about Allen Robinson constantly. We wanted that guy on this football team. Um, I talked about him as well, but I do have a plan, and I've talked about this plan in the past too, 
So, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, but you look at the situation, man, and whew, this tag has been swung around for a couple guys. Taylor Moton has also been tagged. Brandon Sheriff has also been tagged, which I think will impact the, the um, market for Joe Thune. Uh, you know, Marcus May, of course, tagged. Justin Simmons tagged as well. Uh, Leonard Williams was tagged too. So there's, there's, there's teams definitely utilizing that free agency tag, but there are guys that have not been tagged that I think the Jets would be extremely interested in. Uh, one of them is Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is a guy that absolutely the Jets could use. <laughs> you know, he's a guy that the Jets should be looking at. They absolutely should be looking at bringing in. You know what I'm saying? Corey Lindsay is also a guy out there as well uh, that's going to be out there in the free agency. There's just so many guys that are still out there that the Jets could absolutely get after. Uh, but Kenny Galladay, for me, especially for a lot of Jets fans, I hear a lot of clamoring about him, you know, less than right now because, you know, Allen Robinson and Godwin have been tagged. So, you know, there's just guys that could be out there, man. And there's, there's, we're going to see how the Jets handle business in free agency because let me tell you something, uh, you're going to have to spend. These guys are definitely going to want some cash. They're definitely going to be out there. How we maneuver, what we do is going to greatly impact as well our draft, you know, how we're going to draft. You know, if we end up shoring up some of the positions here, uh, and free agency for our offensive line, maybe we don't, you know, draft as many offensive linemen as people think that we should right now. Uh, if we show up this issue with our wide receiving core uh, right now, maybe we don't, you know, go after wide receivers too early. So we're going to see how it happens, man. We're going to see what happens, you know, going forward. Again, Joe Douglas has shown, at least last year, to be a guy that does not like to spend too much. He really, really doesn't. Um, so my, my big plan, though, Okay, and I want to just put this out there early. And I've talked about this in the past. I've talked about how, you know, I love Allen Robinson. I also talked about the possibility of the Bears tagging him because I believe that the, the Chicago Bears are going to be interested in possibly using him for trade bait. I really do. And I'm going to put this out here early. I like to put my takes out there so that, if, you know, things happen. People can't say I took your take or nothing like that. I think the Jets should absolutely be interested in trading for Allen Robinson. Um, and I do think that we should look to, you know, dangle that number two pick out there. Uh, if the Bears are willing to give us Allen Robinson, maybe a first next year, some mid-round picks, uh, you know, again, those things will still be worked out, more compensation after Allen Robinson, I would be interested in making a trade with the, with the Chicago Bears. Because I look at the situation where, hey, listen, if you get Allen Robinson, that's a guy that you'd probably want you know, you'd probably want to draft a guy like him, you know, wherever we're at. Even if we do do another trade and move down or whatever we do, do you think that a young kid coming out in this draft, you know, would be better than Allen Robinson in their first year? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like that's probably not going to happen. Allen Robinson would be what you hope one of these kids would turn out to be. He's a top three, top five wide receiver in this league. Of course, I'd like a sign and trade. Um, I'd like to, you know, get him on a deal maybe the next four years, something like that whatever, you know, it would take to get him. But that's something I think the Jets should be interested in. And if we could get some more capital, like I said, some more mid-round picks after another first-rounder, I would not mind us also calling Cleveland Brown and, you know, inquiring about Odell Beckham. And I think that if you make that trade, if you make that Allen Robinson trade and the picks fall out the way that they could after that trade, you could end up really fixing this football team because what it allows you to do is, you, you're, one of the biggest issues on this football team was a lack of weapons, right? It was a lack of, you know, outside guys to really put pressure on the defense uh, to be scared of anything. We don't really have a, a guy that can get after it. Well, if you end up with, you know, Allen Robinson and Odell Beckham, that allows you with the rest of your pick, rest of your capital, because we still have two picks in the first round, 
plus more added picks as a mid-round pick, now you can address the issues on offensive line. Now you can address the issues on defense using that. Now you can address uh, impact positions utilizing that capital, pass rusher, corner, stuff like that. Um, and your two outside positions would be secured at wide receiver, and you'd have real threats and real weapons. Um, it'll also, again, I know people think that I'm just, you know, the Sam Darnold lover, and I think that he can do no wrong, but that's not real, okay? Uh, I do believe, you know, I do believe in Sam Darnold, but I also, um, if you look at my plan, it's also an escape plan as well, because if Sam does not play well, when you've given him those things, you still have a first next year. We still have two firsts next year on top of what we would get from Chicago. I don't believe Chicago is going to be very good, so their pick would be fairly high. We could utilize some of the cap that we traded for and move on from Sam Darnold like nothing happened. So that, that's, that's my plan, you know, and that's been my plan for quite a while. And, you know, I know some people don't want to hear it. I don't know why, you know, but I'm just putting my take out there early. There's quite a bit to talk about tonight. we got a lot going on. Um, so, you know, that, that's what I got out there, man. And I know this is going to be a hot take and a fire take, but I'm telling you, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff all night. So we're going to get into it. I'm going to get to these callers. Listen, everybody that's calling in, it's 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639. Please call in. Share your takes. Um, please do not curse when you call into my show. I will get you out of here fast, real fast. I'll get you out of here so fast it's insane. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't do that. I'll get you out of here faster than we got Adam Gaze out of here. That was fast. Got his ass out of here. That guy's gone. Gone you. All right? Fast. Okay? So, you know, and also, for those of you that may not know, all right, the the way that I run my show, I can see when you call in. Please do not call in and hang up, call in and hang up, call in and hang up. Do not do that. Uh, You'll just be putting yourself at the back of the queue. If you call in, just wait, and we'll get to you with no issues whatsoever. All right? So, I'm going to get to my first guy. I believe this is E, man. We're getting straight to the lines. We're going to come with the fire. I think this is my guy, E. E, what's going on with you, my friend? How are you doing today? It's good to speak with you. Give me your thoughts about the Jets franchise and Marcus May, man. How do you feel about that? Hi, what's going on, Joe? So, yeah, it is me. And uh, before I say that, I want to say hello. I saw your tight end video, so I want to say hello to the uh, Herndon Hive. And I I don't know if you saw my (laughs) comment. I also want to start the Sam Society. You're the king of the Sam Society. It's very similar. You make a lot of excuses for the player. And, uh, yeah, pretty much that. So, Marcus May, uh, happy with the move. Um, you know, I didn't want to lose him, but I'm not giving him any more than maybe a three-year contract. He's a 28-year-old defensive back. Let's say at, like, 31 in toast. So, yeah, maybe, yeah, franchise tag him. Now you have time to come up with a deal. If not, you play it. Uh, he plays on the tag this year, and you can reset him next year or just let him walk and you can get, like, a compensatory pick or something. So, totally cool with the moves. $10 million is around what he's worth. You said he's phenomenal. I'm not going that far. He's a good he's a good safety, but I wouldn't say he's phenomenal, uh, especially some of the other safeties hitting the market this year. Even though Justin Simmons, he's probably the best out of the, out of the three. Anthony Harris from the Vikings still might hit it. So, um, yeah, but so I don't think, you know, I think it was a really solid move. So, yeah, I'm happy about it. Okay, okay. Look, I, I, I think that Marcus May is a phenomenal safety. I mean, his coverage, if you look at him, he's always rated one of the top safeties as far as coverage on a weekly basis. This is a guy that really can put on. And when we ask him to do certain things, he, different he, things he can split a few things. Well, you know, <laughs> they're already getting on Jamal Adams early. I, I'm not, you know, yep. I don't want to get that's after true, that's him. That's not fair. At the end of the day. 
Yeah, okay. All right. I, I feel you. But at the end of the day, you know, I do believe uh, that eventually we'll work out a deal. And like you said, you know, you know, uh, franchise tagging them, keep them here, 10.5 mil on the cap. You know, we got quite a bit of quite a bit of cap capital. So we'll see what happens going forward. But when you look at this situation as well, I want to get your thoughts on this, man, because I feel like the four threes, you know, what Robasola is bringing here, that four three defense, it would definitely have an impact on how we handle free agency. Do you think the exact same thing? Oh, definitely. Yeah, you can't. You know, there's a lot of edge rushers out there who are outside linebackers and kind of outside linebacker only. You got to look at guys who, you know, play with their hand in the dirt. There's a couple guys in there that I'm looking at. You know, I don't think we're going to get into huge guys, but um, a guy like uh, Romeo Aquara or Carl mm-hmm. Lawson, who wasn't tagged by the uh, by the Bengals, I'd be interested in bringing a guy like that in or draft a guy. But I'd, I'd prefer to draft offensive players just because that's a bigger need. But I would love to bring in like a, a pass rusher. So yeah, the, you know, and we had to get rid of guys like you know Henry Anderson who aren't fit for the, excuse me, for the system. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's definitely gonna affect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I look like you said Henry Anderson. I thought was a guy that again wasn't a fit for the system. You hit the nail on the head. So I, I do think he's bad too. So. Well, yeah, but you know, <laughs> I mean, he showed a flash. You know, our first year, we were kind of impressed with his with his output. Yeah, like I mean, he said, recently yeah. though, he hasn't I, done anything. Yeah, hasn't done much. So moving on from him. But when you look at this situation, some of the guys that I think that are going to free agency that are currently on our team um, that are you know going to be headed to free agency. What are your thoughts about Jordan Jenkins? Would you be interested in trying to get him back nope. for a decent nope, deal? Nope, nope, nope. No. Okay. Okay. Nope. He's not. He's not fit, and he did nothing last year. He's not. Yeah. He's, an, he's a linebacker who can rush the passer from time to time. He could play off the ball, but I mean, he had eight sacks, which was like a complete fluke. Most of them is because there's tight coverage on the down the field, and the quarterback holds onto the ball for an eternity. Like he's not a fit. Time to move on. You know, another. I, I, I like Jordan Jenkins when he was here, but it's, it's time to upgrade. You know, as a, a depth, you know, guy, but he he's not a, a system fit. So no, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. What about Neville Hewitt or? Harvey Langley, those are two guys that are going to be out there as well. Would you be interested in bringing them back? So Harvey Langley, yes, because he's a special teams guy too. So I'd be, yeah, definitely bring him back. Neville Hewitt, um, yeah, as a depth piece, you know, a lot of people think he's better than he is because he gets a lot of tackles, which I can't stand when people say that because there's linebackers out there who get a million tackles and are awful in coverage. I'm not saying he's terrible. You know, he's average, but – I mean, if he can play, like, weak side or, you know, Sam or something, like, in a three in a 4-3 scheme, like an outside linebacker, because he got mostly coming back. But if not, he's a perfect backup for mostly. You don't know how he's going to be after not really playing for two years. So, you know, you can't just re- put all your eggs in that two-year mostly basket. So, yeah, I, I can bring bring back Neville here with $3 million, something like that. I think he can get it done. I don't, I don't really see him getting a starting opportunity anywhere else. So, yeah, why not? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I respect that. You look at some of the other free agents as well out there. I mean, that market is is pretty big. I'm looking at guys like you know a lot of Jets fans are clamoring about Shaq Barrett, Matt Judon. What are your thoughts about those guys? Should the Jets be interested in really attacking the market and getting those guys at all costs? So Matt Judon's not really a, a fit. He's not really a four three guy. Mm-hmm. He's also not like yeah. the greatest pass rusher. He's more of a run stopper, which I kind of want to get. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll compromise run stop for a little more pass rush, a lot of pressure. That's we haven't had that. You know, we got, you know, Foley. He's a beast run stopper. Uh, JSM, Quinn, yep. and those guys can stop there. And obviously, Quinn brings a lot as a pass rusher, too, but um, on the interior. But uh, you said Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett, dude, after watching that Super Bowl, he was like my number one guy, but it's going to cost a ton. And I'd rather invest in uh, Joe Thune because now with uh, Scherf getting tagged, 
he's going to be expensive, but I think he's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I look, I'm right there with you. And as well, you know, I, I talked to different people as well that hit me up and I said, you know, I like Judon for what he does, but I don't think he necessarily would fit the scheme here at the four, three, where could we put him? Um, I know he's a guy that can get after it, but I don't know if he would be able to come here and do some of the same things that we see him do uh, with the Ravens. But Shaq Barrett is phenomenal. And like you said as well, I mean, he, he's been that good for quite a bit of time. Him and JPP have really been doing things down there in Tampa. They've been a pass rush. Yeah, Super Bowl for, you know, a little bit. Yeah, but even even before that, these guys were really, you know, putting on. So I do like Shaq as well, but pass rushers and free agency, boy, let me tell you, you're going to pay out your nose. You're going to pay out oh, your yeah. nose. That's why, time. that's why I love, yeah, I love to draft him, but I don't necessarily like to go after him because I, I know we got quite a bit of cash. We got $77 million on the cap, but, man, let me tell you something. That really will put you away, you know what I mean? So I don't know about Shaq Barrett. Um, you know, I'd like to see him here, but I really feel like you're going to be chasing him. There's going to be quite a bit of suitors. I think that number is going to go quite a bit up. So I don't know if Joe Douglas would be willing to go there. And, again, with all the capital that we have within the draft, the draft picks that we have, I really think that they will prefer, um, you know, even if they, if they do sign a pass rusher, it's not going to be, you know, top of – I don't believe it's going to be, you know, none of the top guys because they're going to command so much. I think we're going to probably go with that second tier, maybe third tier uh, pass rusher and just kind of mix them in with some of the guys that we'll be able to get into the draft that could turn into those first tier, you know, pass rushers in a year or two years or something like that. Uh, what are your thoughts about the idea of bringing in Richard Sherman? Because I know a lot of people play around with that as well, very familiar uh, with Robert Sell and his scheme, play with the Niners. Would you be interested in that? Oh, 100%, man. You know, Richard Sherman, awesome player, best trash talker of all time. Hands down, uh, get Michael Crabtree in the division, and it's going to be amazing. But, uh, no, he's a great mentor, uh, knows the system really well. He can still play at a decent level, you know, but he's going to teach guys like Bryce Hall how to play in the system. Uh, and, yeah, he's a super smart guy, and he's not going to cost too much money. And, I mean, he's a, he's a solid guy. So, yeah, absolutely love Richard Sherman for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do as well. It, again, he's an older corner. You know, I, I think, you know, this will probably be one of his, definitely one of his last term. Deep. Yeah, of course. It, would, it definitely would be long max. term. I think yeah. Year. yeah, a year, two-year max, I think, is, a, is he's definitely a guy that we could be interested in and bringing in. He knows the scheme. He can come in, really teach some of these young guys, young corners, you know, possibly that we could end up drafting, really how to come in and, and play within the scheme. So I could see that being done. Now, going over to the offensive side of the ball, because you brought up some guys, man, some guys that I think that we could really target, and one of them is Joe Thune. When you talk about the, you know, Brandon Sheriff getting the tag, I think that that really drives up the market for Thune because he's one of, you know, he's the, the big guard out there now. What are your thoughts about that, man? How high are you willing to go per year to get a Thune in the building, man? Maybe like $16 million, which is crazy. That's a lot of money for a guard, but, I mean, you're going to have to pay. Okay. And – Maybe 16, 15 uh, at most probably. If you can't get him, luckily you got Corey Lindsley from the Packers. He had a phenomenal year last year. And then you can move uh, Connor McGovern over to guard. Um, mm-hmm. And then you could draft a guard in like the you know second pick in the first round, something like that. So, yeah, uh, I, I'd be willing to pay for Chios Dooney. And it, the report seemed like Douglas was willing to pay a pretty penny for him too. He's you know, a phenomenal player. Douglas knows. You know, he's a former offensive lineman himself, former offensive line scout. So that's kind of the position I trust him the most. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be willing to, to go pretty expensive there. So when you look at the situation of wide receiver, because there's some guys out there too, where Allen Robinson getting tagged, Goblin getting tagged, are you all in on Kenny Galladay, man? 
I like Galladay, but the thing is, he's not really a, a scheme fit. Like what I've read up, like he's a he's a jump ball contested catch guy who's not great at getting separation. We need guys who get yards after a catch. So my guy's Curtis Samuel, and then you draft a wide receiver. Uh, but yeah, okay. Galladay's great. He's probably get, now that Robinson and uh, Godwin are tagged, Galladay is going to get paid a ton. So I don't yeah. know if I'm willing to pay that because he's going to get paid like the number one receiver on the market. You, you know, he is, but like, let's say, like a Chris Godwin would get paid. So I, I don't know how much I'm willing to get that. Juju Smith-Schuster, he can Corvette. Corvette is asked somewhere else. I, I have no interest in him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can go to j- j- Hollywood or something. I don't care. Uh, he, he can go uh, – Hey, if Sam Donald gets traded, you know, they're, they're buds in college. Why don't, why don't you, uh, you know, Sam Society guys, don't kill me. You know, he, he can go to, oh to my Chicago God. with Sam or something. Oh, my goodness. The Sam Society Speaking of which, guys. How about this? How about this? Why don't we trade Sam Donald and maybe like a third-round pick for Allen Robinson? Yeah, I, I don't think the Bears will do that. I know that there was a lot of people yeah. that spoke about that as well. I had a lot of people hitting me up in my uh, – you know, I, I talk to everybody across social media. I don't think the Bears will do that. I don't think they'll take a third and Sam for Allen Robinson. I think that they're going to try to use him to fish around. I don't know if they'll necessarily sign Allen Robinson uh, long term. Look, I think Allen Robinson is phenomenal. I just don't know if he wants to stick with the Bears. I don't know if the Bears, you know, again, yeah, the Bears are does. dealing with stuff cap wise as well. So, but you know, come on, the, the Sam Society, like, come on, it's great. Sam Society. We can't get a better name than that. You know what I mean? I am well, not the, what, the Sam Society. I respect him. I just respect him. And I want facts to be thrown around when we talk about this guy. Let's give him an honest assessment. And I don't think you can do that unless you give the guy weapons. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. If all we right. go and we draft a young quarterback, if we go and we draft him or we trade Wilson. someone, I'm not going to bash him. Yeah, I'm not going to bash him. I'm a Fields guy. I like Justin Fields quite a bit. But I understand people love Wilson as well. But, you know, I'm not part of the Sam Society. It is what it is. But before I let you go, E, listen, man, give me your top three free agents that you want to see the Jets make a play for, man. All right. Before I do that, I just need to challenge one point you made earlier. So you said yes. if Sam Donald doesn't work out this year, you can tr- you can get picks for next year and trade up for a quarterback mm-hmm. next year, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Give me a quarterback in next year's draft class. There's some guys that could be out. I mean, we don't know for sure because, again, it depends on whether they want to come out. But how is a guy that how is a guy that a lot of people really okay. covet? They think that he's going to be solid next year. That's my target. Um, there's some there's some other guys out there as well, but he's my main target, and he's a guy that people are already talking about is going to be phenomenal. So we have to see how it plays out. But again, if he's as bad as you believe that he's going to be then we're going to be somewhere uh, near the top anyway. And, again, we still have the capital to move up and do that. So it's not out of the realms of possibility. There's no reason to, like, not look at the value of the second pick and be able to build up a football team for whoever you decide to bring in. I'm just saying, last time we said we'll take a quarterback next year, we passed on to Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes, and look how that went. So, well, that was a different situation. That was a, look, that was the year we took, look, that was the year we took Jamal. People were just up, hey, upside down about before we got him out of here, right? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, look, I, I was the guy. Yeah, I was. The, the Hackenberger Petty was here, okay? And the, just, the Jets were in a tough situation. I think that that's a different situation, though. When you look at what we have here again, 
Everybody remember we were talking sucks for Sam. And when he fell to us and we got him, people were elated and over the moon. And ever since we got this guy, we've done nothing to help him at all. And nobody denies that, right? I understand there's some flaws, but if you don't give the guy proper coaching, you don't give him protection, and you give him no weapons, what do you expect to have happen? Coaching matters, dude. Not, not just coaching, but where you go matters. It matters. All right. If you would have put Josh any young quarterback that if you would have on if you would have put any young quarterback in this situation with no protection, no weapons, and the worst coach in the league, I'm telling you, they wouldn't have succeeded. We saw what Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks of our generation, honestly, we saw what he looked like with no protection. He was running for his life too. He looked just like Sam Darnold. He looked just like him. Running around, well, he, he made highlight plays throwing the ball. He, he made highlight incomplete oh. passes. He looked bad. Stop. He, he looked right. bad, E. Oh no. <laughs> he looked like you're yeah, another one. <laughs> you're another one. Come, e, come on. You're smoking crack. Stop. <laughs> come on, E. At least he's not throwing up wide one. open receivers you're and getting a, hurt because of it. You're, you're another one. Come on. Patrick Mahomes looked bad in the Super Bowl when he had a lot of these same issues no. that Sam Darnold has been dealing with. A lot of the same ones. When you looked at the the protection was horrible, he looked bad, dude. Look at look at Josh Allen. When his protection broke down, he looked bad, dude. Look at Lamar Jackson. When his protection broke down and his weapons failed him in that playoff, he looked bad. Not only was he bad, he was getting hurt. So that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying everything has to be perfect. I'm just saying, damn, can we at least give him one of the three? <laughs> I'm just saying, geez Louise. And we have not done yeah, that. Weapons look okay for Joe Flacco. Oh, uh, the weapons look okay. Joe Flacco was not that good. You guys keep acting like Joe Flacco was world He's better. He wasn't. Sam Donald in that new How many? Yes, he threw some touchdowns. Oh, my goodness gracious. He also ran backwards for a 15-yard sack, and we didn't win game. one game with different him there. Game. What game did we win with Flacco? Different game. What game did we win with Flacco? Zero. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just asking questions. But, E, listen, man, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. It's always good to talk to you. I know you labeled me, you know, the leader of the Sam Society. You know what I'm saying? You know, people always come and ask me. <laughs> Uh, you know, but it is what it is. It's always good to speak with you, my friend. Thank you for calling in. You have a good night, all right? All right. Peace out, Mr. Sam Society. <laughs> listen, we got my man. Listen, I love E. I love going back and forth with him, love talking to him, you know. But I'm not the leader of the Sam Society, man. I just, you know, I want to talk with everybody. I want to go back and forth, you know. I'm just speaking facts. When are we going to get protection for the guy? When are we going to get weapons for the guy? I'm just asking questions. You know what I'm saying? Just straight questions. So we're going to keep it rolling. We're going to get to these callers again. If you're going to call in, it's 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639. You can call in. Please do not curse on my show, all right, because I'll get you out of here. i get you out of here fast, okay? Faster than we got Henry Anderson out of here. We got him out of here fast, super fast. You know what I'm saying? Super fast. So, I'm going to keep going to these lines. Go to my guy, Jacob, man. My guy, Jacob, calling in early, man. Good to speak to you, Jacob. I hope you're having a good hey, night. Hey, you too. For calling in. What's going on, my friend? I want you to give me your thoughts about Marcus um, Mason yeah. and franchise, man. Yeah, yeah, before we start real quick, are you streaming on – are you live streaming on YouTube right now, or where was it? Because I was looking for it 
for when I'm done calling in because I know if I try to call in to listen after, it's just going to put me back in the queue again. Hmm. It should, I should be live across all of my platforms. Again, if everybody's listening, uh, if you're on Blog Talk Radio, I do also live stream during my shows as well. I should be live across all my platforms. I should. If not, then that just means that YouTube is tripping, and I got to fix that. <laughs> but uh, I should be live streaming. Okay, yeah, because so. I can't see it on YouTube right now, which is normally where I would look at it. Hmm, okay, okay. But what, what are your thoughts about Marcus May um, yeah. uh, being franchise tax? We'll and thank you for letting me know, but we'll get that fixed. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So I think I like the move, but I think um, we really have to be careful how long we wait to come to a long-term deal with him so we don't cause mm-hmm. the same situation as we did with Jamal. And I think if we are able to re-sign to a long-term deal, I think that'll set an example for a lot of the people in our locker room that hard work and leadership will earn you money and it will reward you if you put in the work and you demonstrate mm-hmm. leadership. Even if we're not winning, you know, 10 games a season yet, hopefully we will soon. But if you just put in the work and you demonstrate that you're a leader for this team and, uh, you make the culture stronger, you're a good locker room guy, I think that'll set a good example for the rest of the guys and try to motivate them to do the same thing. But I think okay. we can definitely do the... a long-term deal with him soon. Okay. What is the most that you're willing to give a guy like Marcus May, man? Are you willing to go into those to the 14, 15, you know, per year mark? I mean, where, where, where's your ceiling? Mm. What is the cap for you? Or you just, yeah. you know, say, hey, look. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I would say my ceiling is probably around 12 and a half mil, maybe 13 if he really wants it. But I would say the most I would go is probably, if we're talking a four-year deal, is probably around 46 million. Uh, what are your thoughts about Henry Anderson, uh, Anderson being released? Uh, it was bound to happen. Not much to really say there. I think it was expected, makes sense, saves a lot of money. He didn't really, he wasn't productive. So I think, there's not much to debate about there. I think everybody agreed it was the right move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did as well. And, I, you know, other colleges as well have talked about it. I did, he, To me, he wasn't a scheme fit, hadn't done much recently as well. And moving on from him saved quite a bit, particularly in the cap uh, situation. And, again, this 4-3 man being brought in with Robert Sella, those guys that are not scheme fits, guys that he does not feel – you know, can, can, you know, be effective in it, we're going to move on from, absolutely. And so that brings yeah. me to my next question for you, because there's some guys that, you know, currently are on free agency that, you know, we're on our team, we're looking, guys that we're looking to bring back. What are your thoughts about Harvey Langley and Neville Hewitt? Do you think we should look into bringing those guys back? Definitely. I think it's important to have good depth, too. There's more to – a winning football team than just the starters because look what happens to team like the teams like the 49ers. They're a Super Bowl team one year, and then the next year all their starters get hurt, and then suddenly they're last in the division. So mm. I think Neville Hewitt proved he can be very good. He's not the greatest, but he's solid, I think. Um, probably our – definitely our best linebacker last year, I think, I wouldn't say he was our best defender because Marcus Manquin and Williams were there, but I think he was the top five defender for us last year. And then Harvey Lange provides energy too, and then he's a special teams guy, which I think it's always important to have those guys around. So, yeah, I would definitely re-sign them, probably like a mil or two each per year. Okay. okay. 
Now, if you look at these other defensive free agents as well, uh, there's some guys out there that I think can really impact us. I know that there's a lot of Jets fans that are just over the moon about Shaq Barrett and the possibility of the Jets going after him. What are your thoughts about the Jets chasing him, man? Because you also got Yannick and Gakwe out there as well. Out of those two guys, who would you who would you be interested in the most? Um, I'm probably one of the Shaq Barrett Barrett guys too. I think it's so important to have a good pass rusher because mm-hmm. you see all these teams who are successful and have great defenses. All of them have things in common, and one of those things is a premier pass ru- pass rusher. And we haven't had a true pass rusher on this team since, like, Muhammad Wilkerson back in 2015. So, And then we saw what happened. We went 10-6. and six. I'm, I still can't get over that we lost that Week 17 game against the Bills that year. It's still to this day. Yeah. Makes me so upset. Um, but we saw what happened. Our, he made the Pro Bowl. We had a great defensive line, which I think our run defense, we don't need any work on, but I'm definitely a Shaq Barrett guy too. We need someone who can put up double digit sacks because it's been, we're long overdue for it. But okay, look, you being a Shaq Barrett guy, I respect that, Jason. But at the end of the day, bro, you're going to have to pay the dude out of your nose. Let's keep it real. Okay. <laughs> He's not going to come for pennies. He's not, you know, he wants dollars. And I'm talking big money, big, big money. What are yeah. you willing to give that guy, man? Like, where are you willing to go? I'm pretty sure he's going to be in the 20s somewhere, you know? Honestly, it's a hot pass rusher, fresh off of just completely obliterating the Chiefs' offense in the Super Bowl, has been putting up numbers as well. He's not a one-year wonder. This is a guy that's been doing it, you know, in Tampa with JPP. Them boys been putting it together for a couple of years now. What is the most you're willing to give this guy before you just have to walk away? Like, what is your ceiling for Shaq Barrett, man? Yeah, so I use the same, you know, the same phrase a lot when I'm on your show, mm-hmm. whoever show it may be, about having a brain, having half a brain, and all that. <laughs> so I think if it's anything above, I would say for me, probably about 17, 18 mil, I think Joe Douglas would have to use. He's got a full brain. Mike McCagney only had half a brain, but Joe Douglas has a full brain, and I think he'll be able to use it and be able to have the right judgment to walk away from it. If he, if Shaq Barrett wants 21, 22 mil, I think that's, that's too much because he's not Khalil Mack. You know, he's not T.J. Watt. Those guys deserve that much money, but I don't think Shaq Barrett is quite there yet, he's especially because he did have a Jacob. tiny bit of a down year this year compared to last year. Jacob, he is a, t- a guy that is one of the better pass rushers in the league, and he just completely obliterated the Chiefs offense. In the Super Bowl, in the biggest game, yeah. you know, of the season, and he was a guy that had him and JPP had the biggest impact defensively on that football game. Some people say the biggest impact mm-hmm. period of the game. So it's yeah, like I would agree. You're gonna have to pay that guy. You know what I'm saying? And I understand. You know, you and may I, not feel like he's in the 20s, but I, I feel like he, you know. He's definitely going to ask, and he probably is going to get that. He's going to get somewhere in there, you know. But go ahead. I will say a lot of the stuff in free agency is going to end up being connected because if you think about it, if we want to go out there and we really want to make a push for Shaq Barrett and we want to overpay for him and to make sure that we bring him in, 
Um, mm-hmm. At that point, it might be smart to cut Jameson Crowder. I'm not somebody who wants to cut Jameson Crowder. I think he's Ooh. a sure-handed guy who, if we bring in Zach Wilson, which we likely will, um, I think it's always good to give him someone who you they know is going to catch the ball and who's just a trusted guy from day one. But if we want to go mm-hmm. out there and overpay for someone like Shaq Barrett and it really starts to take a hit on our – cap space, even though we have a lot, if it take a hit on our cap space based off of our other moves, especially if we especially if we bring in a guy like Curtis Samuel too, who strictly plays in the slot, I think at that point mm-hmm. it would probably make sense to cut Jamison Crowder because first, you don't need two slot receivers who are going to be battling for that when you're paying them both good money. And second, he's a $10 million in, $10 million in savings if you do cut him, so it'll gain back a lot of the money that you chose to overpay Shaq Barrett with. Yeah, yeah, that that could be an idea. That that could we could see that, but again, you know, if you look at that situation like you spoke about as well, that wide receiver, he's a shorthanded guy. Honestly, he's probably our best receiver last year, put up numbers for us. I think he had the most receiving yards on the team. Um, you lose mm-hmm. a shorthanded guy, you know, where does you know, your young quarterback go. But, again, you get rid of him, you do say $10 million, and that could go. That could get you somebody. That really could. Um, but continuing yeah. on with the free agency market, some of the guys that we're going to have there, man, Brandon Sheriff gets tagged, Joe Thune, that market, I'm pretty sure more and more people are getting interested, especially with Sheriff not being in the market. What are your thoughts about the Jets going after Thune, man? Is that one of your top guys that you want to see the Jets sign? Yeah, he definitely is. As much as I hate the New England Patriots with all my heart, and I hate players who play for them. I think I got to put my feelings to the side for this one and, um, you know, bring him in here because there's no doubt he's one of the top pass-blocking guards in the NFL, and that's what we need. We're good on – we're much better on run um, run offense now, no doubt, with Mekhi Beckton just being able to pancake anybody he wants. Um and I think a lot of people are – it's much, e- much easier to be a good run blocker than it is a pass blocker. So to be able to bring in someone who, <clears throat> on a team where guys get hurt all the time, a guy who has virtually no injury history, and we know he's a great pass blocker, I think that's that would be a very, very smart move to bring in, especially if we want to have Zach Wilson here. We've got to give this guy protection, and we can't do the same thing with Sam Darnold where we just – we wing it, and then as he starts to fall apart and regress, then we start to try to get some stuff around him, and he's already damaged. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're speaking facts right now. Uh, whoever it is that we bring in, like you, you talked about as well, we got to make sure that they're protected because if you don't, first off, you can't assess them properly, and second off, you're going to end up risking whoever it is getting hurt, and now you're putting yourself in an even worse situation because you're getting this guy tagged so many times, getting hit and banged up. Another thing that we need offensively as well, though, is weapons. Kenny Galladay's out there. Mm-hmm. We know Godwin's gotten tagged. We know that Allen Robinson has been tagged as well. Are you all in for Kenny Galladay, man? Are you willing to blow the bag and do whatever it takes to get that wide receiver? Um, I, for Kenny Galladay, I was so bummed out earlier today when I saw Allen Robinson got tagged because, from day one, he was my number one free agent target over Joe Thune, over Corey Lindsley, over everybody, over Shaq Barrett. This dude was my number one target, and it wasn't very close. And I think even so, I think we should 
go after him because I know Joe Douglas emphasized that he wants to build in the draft. But yeah. um, think about you know you know when's the last time we traded for a Chicago Bears receiver? Ooh, I can't even Brandon think of the Marshall. last time. Oh yeah, it was. It was Brent. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was Brandon Marshall. Yeah. And I mean, um, if the if the theory is that it might be Sam Darnold in our second round pick, and everyone's saying Sam Darnold's worth a second, who's the last receiver we traded for from the Bears who was worth two seconds? Also, Brandon Marshall. Yeah, yeah but so, why would the Bears take? Why would the Bears take Sam Darnold in a second round pick for a top three, top five wide receiver like Allen Robinson? I just, I just don't think that that's enough. I, I, I mean, I, I, look, I understand. That, Sam Darnold as is, yeah. as is, is as unproven as you could get. Like to be completely honest, he's very unproven. The, of course, you talk to respected guys around the league; they absolutely glow and light up when they talk about this guy's talent and what he could be. But at the end of the day, like, he's not there. He has not done that. So, essentially, what you'd be getting is a quarterback that you'd have to bring in and fix what the Jets have done to him. And then you'd also be looking at this contract situation where, you know, you'd have to, you know, uh, get, either sign that, that fifth-year option or try to figure out how to sign him long-term based off of one year. And you'd still be trying to fix him and have him fit into a scheme. And then that second-round pick is like, okay, it's a second-round pick. That's that's, you know, solid compensation, but not just for a guy like Allen Robinson. I would think that the Bears would want more than that, much more than that. Um, and so my thing yeah. is, I think I, we should make – what are your thoughts about this? Because you talked a little bit about it, I'll, I'll let you answer in a second. But what are your thoughts about the Jets possibly uh, trading, you know, from number two, the number two pick, get some compensation back and throwing, you know, having the Bears throw Allen Robinson within that deal to also, you know, garner some, some good stuff as they move down? Um, I would not give up pick two. I think that's much too much, but especially for a guy who's already 27. But I think, mm-hmm. um, but I think I would be willing to give up Sam Donald and pick 23. But I think the reason that Allen Robinson isn't going to get as much um, or as good of an offer as the Bears would like is because the Bears know he's not going to re-sign. Um, so teams are going to take advantage of that and try to lowball them a little bit, knowing that he doesn't want to be there anymore. He's made that clear. He's liked all sorts of tweets of him about coming to the Jets, about all different types of teams, and he's made it clear he hasn't he isn't happy there. Uh, I'm sure he wasn't happy that he got tagged, and I don't think he'll plan on re-signing again. I don't think the Bears will be able to franchise tag him again next year because it'll be extremely expensive. So. If the Bears want to bring in Sam Darnold or they want to accept that trade from the Jets, I think it would strictly be they're also considering drafting Mac Jones and then you have some QB competition. And then if Sam Darnold ends up being the bench quarterback and then they re-sign him for another year if Mac Jones doesn't pan out or whatever it may be, I think teams know that you don't need to give up your top-notch capital because – he's not going to be there next year. So you can make a run at him next year or you can try to make some sort of offer. And if they say yes, great. If they say no, then we'll go after him in a year. Hmm. Okay. But I would be willing to give up pick 23 for sure. Because by that time there's no Jamar Chase, no Devonta Smith, no Jalen Waddle. Uh, and Alan Robinson is already better than all three of those guys. But um, 
I would definitely give up pick 23 and Sam Darnold if they want that too, but 100% pick 23. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens going forward with that. So my last question before I let you go, Jacob, you, you, you're really bringing the fire tonight. Who are your top three agents that you want to see the Jets make a play for? Who are the, for your final top three guys, who do you want to see the Jets absolutely go after and possibly land? Yeah, so I'll answer that question, and there was actually one other thing I wanted to uh, bring up to you because I think you might find it interesting. But um, I'll yeah, start what? with the three free agents. Um, I would say Al- well, Alan Robinson's not a free agent anymore, but I would still put him in there technically uh, if you want to. But if you're going strictly off of guys who haven't been tagged, I would say uh, Joe Tooney, Corey Lindsley, and probably either Curtis Samuel or Shaq Barrett, too. I know it's going to be a lot. You can't obviously get all of them um, yeah. if you want to save some of your money. But if we're going more realistic, I would say probably either Joe Thune or Corey Lindsley. They pick whoever uh, they prefer, the Jets, Joe Douglas, uh, Curtis Samuel, and then probably like a Jamal Williams, too, just because he's such a good pass protector for a running back. Mm. Okay. Okay. And what was the, the other thing that you were mentioning as well that you wanted to ask me? So do you know who Chris Sims is? Yes, I do. I don't know NFL if you've heard the story, but he, Yeah. So he actually put, I don't know if you know, but he was one of the people who put Zach Wilson as QB1 on his board. Yeah. And, um, and you might be thinking, like, that's, out of your mind, um, you know, this is the generational quarterback we're talking about in Trevor Lawrence, and why would you put someone like Zach Wilson ahead of him? But then if you go back and look at his previous history of ranking quarterbacks, back in 2017, he ranked Patrick Mahomes as the number one quarterback coming out of college. In 2018, mm-hmm. his order went Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, which is pretty much spot on. 2019, he said Kyler Murray, and then 2020, he said Joe Burrow. So this is a guy mm-hmm. who has proven he knows what it, he's talking about when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks. So if Zach mm-hmm. Wilson is sitting there at number two, I know you're a Sam Darnold guy, and I was too. But after thinking about it again, and I mean thinking about it a lot with all the other things we can do, I think mm-hmm. we have to go Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence on the odd chance he's there. But I think mm-hmm. we have to go Zach Wilson, especially now with all these draft analysts and experts starting to come to their senses to see just how good this guy is. Mm-hmm. And knowing the previous history of what Chris Sims has done ranking quarterbacks, because that's impressive to put those five quarterbacks from 2018 in pretty much the exact order that they're in now. You could say Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson, but I don't think anybody, if you were to tell if you were to tell me or if I were to have told you in 2018 before the draft that Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are going to be the top two quarterbacks from this class, you probably would have looked at me like I'm crazy because Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield were the only guys being talked about as the number one overall pick. So this guy knows what he's talking about, and I think Zach Wilson makes too much sense. The system is a perfect fit. He said he, the 49ers come to mind when he thinks of a system that fits him right in an interview. And I think we we have to go with him. Yeah, you know, look, I, I'm not. So, I know, thought I would leave you with I, that. No, yeah, absolutely. You know, look, I respect that. I heard about that as well. I, again, I, I think that everybody 
you know, has different kind of takes on the quarterback situation. I know Sims has been, you know, he's a guy that knows his stuff. I'm not going to knock him at all. Um, I know that there are some people, particularly after that bowl game, too, that were talking about, hey, maybe Trevor Lawrence isn't the guy that we think he is. Maybe he isn't the, you know, the number one overall pick. I remember people talking about Justin Fields possibly being a better quarterback than him. So, you know, picks all over the place. But And I know that a lot of people want to go with Zach Wilson. I think that Zach Wilson is a solid quarterback. I know I'm getting questions from the, uh, from the Savages as well in the chat talking about, hey, what are your thoughts about Zach Wilson? I think Zach Wilson is a solid a QB. Cool. I think he's a good guy. I know some people knock him because they say he's got a soft schedule and all these other things. But when you look at him, he's got a lot of, you know, he's very athletic. He's a guy that can move. Uh, he throws on the run quite a bit. So he does, he does quite a bit. And I think he could be successful in this league. But for me, um, and I, look, I respect uh, Trevor Lawrence as well. Um, there was some shaky moments though in that bowl game that I saw that when pressure got in his face, he did panic a little bit. We didn't see, you know, him kind of throwing balls out there that that easily could have been caught for interceptions. He, there was a fumble, some fumble issues. But I look at the situation, I say to myself, Justin Fields, for me, the grit that he showed, the ability he showed, for his ribs being jacked up, for him to go out there and still put on and completely, you know, outduel the rivaling quarterback that's supposed to be the number one overall, that's sticking in my mind, man. I like that mm-hmm. kid. I like the moxie. I like the grit. I like the physical ability. I think he, you know, can be smart with the ball and I think, again, with the right space, the right spot, even if, you know, if he ends up coming here and the Jets end up taking him, I think we can be successful with him as well. But, you know what I'm saying? So I, I want to thank you for that take, Jacob. Listen, man, I got to get back to the rest of these lines. They are sizzling. Okay, so I got to go. I want to thank you for calling in, sure. my friend. You have a good I'm night. Sure. Hey, All right, you can, oh, by the way, um, yeah, so how often do you stream? Because I know, I think it was probably two weeks ago that you streamed, mm-hmm. and I don't think, did you have one last week? Yeah, no, there was some some uh, I had some some things that happened last week, so I wasn't able to stream. But you know, I try at least uh, do oh, once or twice a week during the season, but at least once a week. I know it's you know I don't have a schedule because my schedule is crazy, but I announce it everywhere across yeah, my social media yeah. and also on my YouTube. Well, so again, yeah. I want to thank you, Jacob. You have a good night. Listen, man, Jacob calling in with the fire, man. He's calling in with the fire. We're going to keep going to these lines. We've got quite a bit of people on the lines. We'll get to everybody again, 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Please call in. Do not call into my show, Kirsten, because I'll get you out of here. I'm talking fast. Faster, faster than we got. Henry Anderson out here. That was <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fast, man. He has to go. So I'm gonna keep getting to these lines. Next, I'm going to my guy Steve, man. This is my dude Steve. He knows. He know what he be talking about, man. Steve, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling into the show tonight. And right off the bat, man, give me your thoughts on the Jets releasing Henry Anderson. How do you feel about that, my friend? Well, first off, Joe, it's great to hear from you, man. Um, you know, it, it's always great to hear from you. Um, the thing is, I wasn't really surprised about Henry Anderson being let go. I think it was the right decision. I mean, listen, Henry Anderson was very good his first season with us. The last two years, he really hasn't been that good. I mean, Yes, he is a good special teams player, but as a defensive end, he just really hasn't been showing what he showed his first year in 2008. The Jets saved $8.2 million. We can use that money for something else. So it was a good move by letting him go. But at the end of the day, I wish Henry Anderson the best of luck. 
Yeah, I do as well. How are you feeling about Marcus May getting that franchise tag? I know that there's some Jets fans that feel like, you know, we should have been able to strike a deal and get it done, but things didn't work out the way that we thought we would. Marcus May's agent yep. goes off, you know, on free agency as well, talking that talk, but he still ends up with the tag, eight point or $10.5 million on the cap, man. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, you know, listen, I'm not really too worried about it right now because I think what the big focus has to be is to get positions we need during uh, during free agency. I mean, because, listen, we have the second most amount of cap space, and this is something that Joe Douglas has to do in this free agency. I mean, listen, I understand last year he really couldn't do it last year because of the fact that he was um, – he was in a tough position with cap and he didn't want to overspend, which he did the right thing by doing. I mean, you mean, you know, the players he got, you know, um, were decent last year, but you know, it's just, I mean, one of them, a couple of them I even said has to go, but at the same time though, he's got to be more aggressive in free agency this year because of the cap space we have. And the thing is what jet fans are worried about is, is that he's going to be too much of a cheapskate. Yeah, yeah, that's something that I'm concerned about as well. And, I, again, we've seen it in the past. Like, you, you hit the nail on the head. That was something I was going to ask you as well. You know, Joe Douglas last year didn't want to spend too much in free agency. That's how we ended up with some of the guys that we did. I remember we were also concerned about the wide receiver position. He brought in Bashar Perryman. There was a lot of people that didn't necessarily like that signing. They thought that he should have spent what it took to keep Robbie Anderson with us. Uh, George Fant, and there was a, you know, when he was brought in, there was a lot of guys as well that were out there that we felt like could have been utilized um, or could have been brought into this football team and, and really could have made it better. Jack Conklin was out there. There was a couple other, you know, offensive linemen as well that, you know, people were wishing that he went after, but he didn't. You know, like you said, he was he was pretty cheap. Greg Van Roten was a guy that we brought in because of that, you know. So we'll see how he does, you know. So far, the way that it's looked, you know, in his tenure, he's not a guy that's a, that's big on, you know, blowing the bag at free agency, but there's so many guys out there and with so many holes on our football team. I think we can utilize free agency correctly to really continue to build this football team, but we'll see, you know, what he does out there. So when you look at some of the guys that we have, you know, on the roster that are going to be entering free agency, Steve, I'm looking at a guy like Harvey Langley and, and Neville Hewitt, and I'm saying to myself, man, these guys have been some really solid backers for us. I'd love to keep them here. Is that your thought and mindset about those two guys as well, Steve? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, because obviously we're going to be looking at almost every position, I think, in free agency of what we need. But, you know, the thing is about Harvey Longy and um, and Neville Hewitt is, I think, listen, Neville Hewitt is not the best linebacker that we have on the team, but he is a hardworking player, and he's a really good backup. I would say bring those, bring him and Harvey Longy back. I mean, Harvey Longy is a free agent. Uh, I mean, I mean, Harvey Longy is a excuse me, Harvey Longy is a special teams player, and I like him a lot on special teams. And he's like a good like third backup as a linebacker, and Neville Hewitt's good as a good second backup linebacker. I mean, he is decent as a starting linebacker, and you know he definitely can come in on plays, but. The thing is, like, if I want to bring those two back, I would give them very cheap deals, like very, very cheap mm. deals. I wouldn't give them something too over dramatic, expensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm right there with you. I think that 
you know, those two guys are guys that we could bring back on cheaper deals. Um, but, again, you know, Harvey Langley, to me, he really showed some grit last year, really showed stepped up. And, you know, we had injuries that he was a guy that kind of, you know, was able to fill in and really play well. And I thought he was one of the better backers that we had. Neville Hewitt is a guy that's also stepped up in the past, too, and really been able to fill that inside backer role. You know, who knows if these guys are still going to be scheme fits for what Sulla wants to do. Uh, but, you know, those are two guys that if they can be brought back, I would like to see that because they were solid backers here. Now, going to the market, man, there are some guys out there that really can get after it. And a lot of, a lot of people look at the situation with Richard Sherman right now, and they're saying to themselves, this is a guy that, you know, Sulla could covet because, you know, because uh, Richard Sherman has been in this system before. Uh, you know, him and Sulla have a relationship. They're together with the Niners. Could you see Sherman being brought in to play for the New York Jets, man? I actually could see that, and I think Richard Sherman would be a very, very good pickup. I mean, I don't know what kind of contract Joe Douglas would want to give him. The thing is about Richard Sherman is this, listen, Richard Sherman is not the same player he was, you know, back in his early career with Seattle, and, you know, he had good, and he had good moments when he was with the 49ers, and Richard Sherman is a veteran cornerback. He's a veteran number one corner, and he definitely can show like Bryce Hall and the younger defensive backs like the Robert Sala system. I think Richard Sherman would be an excellent acquisition. And, and remember, when the Jets, if you remember, Joe, when the Jets hired Robert Sala, Richard Sherman was one of the first people in the NFL that said the Jets made a phenomenal hire at coach. You're absolutely going to love yeah. him. And honestly, I think Richard Sherman would want to play for Robert Solomon. As a matter of fact, some people are even saying that the Jets, if the Jets are looking to go after defense and free agency, they may bring some in some of the former 49er players that are up in free agency, like not only Richard Sherman, but Solomon Thomas, from what I heard. And I mean, there's another one, I think um, that's that good. Who's also a corner as well. That could be maybe a good number two corner and that could definitely teach these young jet corners in the Robert Sala system. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens, man, because I, I think, you know, Richard Sherman is a guy that they'll probably target. Um, you know, again, you don't want to try to sign a guy to a long-term deal. He was an older corner. But one, two years here, uh, he could still be effective. And, again, he could help, you know, groom and mature our young corners as well because we got some guys on the roster that could use, you know, his tutelage. So, Going to the offensive side of the ball, though, Steve, man, there are so many guys here offensively that can really help this Jets football team in some of the positions that we need. I mean, this offense has been pretty putrid for these last couple of years, and we all know the issues. Offensive line is an issue. We know that we don't have enough targets out out wide. But you look at the line first, and Sheriff gets tagged. You know, uh, you know the, the, the tackle as well. And with the Panthers, he gets tagged. John Moton, he gets tagged. So now you're looking at the situation, you're saying Joe Cooney is the guy out there right now. And you got to think that his market, you know, the interest in him is, you know, constantly increasing with Sheriff and, and those guys getting tagged. What are your thoughts about him? Is, is Joe Cooney a guy that you want to go after? And if so, uh, when you look at the price, man, what is the most that you're willing to spend per year to get him here? Yeah, no, Joe, I, I don't know what, what how much I would want to give Joe Cooney. Uh, Tooney, or I can't even say his last name right, but the, but he would be a very good acquisition for the Jets uh, because obviously the Jets desperately need offensive line help. 
But if we, if we don't end up not getting him, there's another option yeah. we could do. And a lot of people were even saying of bringing in a guy like Corey Lindsley from the Green Bay Packers. And the thing is yeah. about Lindsay is, and listen, Corey Lindsay is not even expected to re-sign with Green Bay, and he is a phenomenal center. I mean, we haven't had a great center since uh, since back in the day when we had Nick Mangold, and we mm-hmm. we need we desperately need a center. I mean, another center that the Jets could also look after if they want to go after center two in free agency, because recently, a few weeks ago, the Houston Texans let Nick Martin go. And, and he was a former second-round pick from the Texans. He would actually be a nice acquisition as well. And, and if let's say if we can't get the guy from New England, Joe, if we can't get him, we could definitely move McGovern over to, like, the guard position. Because remember, not only can McGovern play guard, I mean, I mean center, he can also play guard as well. Yeah. What are your thoughts about John and Smith, man? Because I know there's some people that also want to target him as a tight end because they, they're not necessarily comfortable with our current tight end position. Yeah, no. I mean, obviously Chris Herndon, because Chris Herndon had his struggles. And then, you know, because Chris Herndon – I mean, Chris Herndon did play well for the Jets towards the end of the season last year. But the thing is, John New Smith, I think, would be a great acquisition. Obviously – Tennessee was originally going to try to put him on the franchise tag in Tennessee, but that's not happening now because Tennessee, unfortunately, just doesn't have the money to do it because if you remember, Tennessee spent most of their money on Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. So because of that, now we have to move, they have to move on from John New Smith. But another wide receiver that Jet fans aren't, are, are talking about that a lot of Jet fans aren't talking about how about Corey Davis? Corey Davis, from what I heard, is not look. I yeah. don't think is going to be resigning with Tennessee. I mean, Corey Davis is another player they could look at. And going back to the tight end uh, today, Hunter Henry is not expected to resign back with Los Angeles, or because they were going to try to franchise tag him too. The only thing my issue is, I mean, Hunter Henry, I think is great, but from what I heard, I think Hunter Henry is going to ask for a lot of money. Oh, he absolutely is. And uh, him and Johnu, I think they're definitely guys that are going to really look to get paid. That's why I'm a big uh, Gerald Everett guy. I really like him from the Rams. Um, I think he's, you know, he's still going to be a free agent. He's still going to be a guy that's going to act some cash. Yeah. But, but Johnu Joe, Joe, and Hunter Henry Joe. are going to get paid out of their nose. And another thing that you brought up as well that I, that I like, Corey Davis is a wide receiver that I could see the Jets going after. Also, Curtis Samuels, too, is a guy I could see the Jets going after, too. But you got guys on the market like Kenny Galladay. And that's going to be my question for you, Steve. You talk about wide receiver. This is a guy that, that's pretty unbelievable. Like, he's a guy that gets after, a guy that you can throw the ball up at, and he can just go get it. What are your thoughts about him? Would you like the Jets to go all in on him? Because now we got Godwin tagged. We got Robin Allenson, or we got Allen Robinson tagged. I mean, he's a guy that's out there. Shouldn't the Jets target him as the number one wide receiver? Get the top guy, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. You know, Joe, you made some good points there. Now, here is the other thing. Uh, now I'm going to talk about Kenny Galladay. See, here is the thing about Galladay. I think Kenny Galladay is an excellent wide receiver when he's very healthy. When he is not healthy, Galladay, he's not very good. Honestly, Galladay yes. would be one of the last receivers I would go after. I'm not, I, I listen, wow. I think he is. I think he is very good, Joe. The problem is about Kenny Galladay is 
he doesn't know how to stay healthy, and he and he can he he has a hard time getting on and off the field because of his injury because he is a very injury prone wide receiver, unfortunately. But I mean, now going back to other things also too is, and it's just honestly, Joe, you don't know what the, what's going to happen too with uh, with free agency because you don't know like where the Jets are going to go. But at the same time, though, the one thing I just really hope that does happen is is that Joe Douglas at least tries to make a push for someone. I mean, if there is a wide receiver that I would like the Jets to go after, I mean, Curtis Samuel is also very good, too, because, uh, I mean, and Curtis Samuel is a New York native because he is from Queens. But, you know, honestly, I don't know what's going to happen. And Curtis Samuel is a good playmaker. He's a very good playmaker. And whoever is going to be our quarterback next year, whether it's going to be Darnold or Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, I don't know what the hell is going to happen, Joe. We just got to see what happens. I mean, you know, you're right there, Steve. You know, we'll see what happens going forward. None of us necessarily have a crystal ball. But, you know, I would like to see us, if we're going to go after – uh, you know, some guys in free agency. I'd like to see us take a strike at some of the top guys. You know what I'm saying? Especially, with, again, we got $77 million in cap space. I'm not saying throw it all away, but I'm saying let's get a guy that's really going to elevate whatever position group that he comes in at. Uh, so, uh, again, Steve, I want to thank you for calling in. So my final question for you is, who is your top free agent that you feel like the Jets must get this year in free agency? The ones who I think that the Jets should get in free agency is, I think Richard Sherman is one of them. Richard Sherman, I think, is one player that we should get. Another player I would love the Jets to go after is is Corey Lindsley from Green Bay. He would be the first offensive lineman I would take over Joe, uh, over Joe Theory. And my last one that I would pick, if I had to pick one more player, and if I'm actually going after wide receiver, the first one that I would take is Corey Davis. I think Corey Davis is, is great. I mean, I wouldn't have said Allen Robinson, but the problem is, and honestly, Joe, I had a feeling that today that the Bears were going to tag Allen Robinson. I mean, listen, unfortunately – the only way Allen Robinson gets out of Chicago is if he wants to be traded, and that's the only thing that could happen. But a lot, honestly, I think Allen Robinson is going to be very miserable in Chicago because Chicago right now is in a tough situation with their quarterback. Hmm. Yeah, listen, Steve, you know, you got the fire, man. I'm going to give it to you. that, Steve. I respect your take. Listen, you brought the fire tonight, man. Thank you for calling in, Steve. You have a good night, my friend. Hey, you too, man. Bye-bye. Listen, Steve Steve brought it. You know, had a lot of fire takes. Uh, You know, I don't necessarily agree with him. You know, uh, Corey Lindsay's a good guy. I like him a lot. Good, you know, center. I think he can come in and really help this Jets team. But I'll tell you what, if Joe Thune, you know, wants to come here, we got the cash, you got to make that happen, man. You got to make it happen. You got to do whatever you can. You know what I mean? But we're going to keep going to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639. I'm saying call in. We're talking Jets. We're going to continue to go to the phone line. 
I think this is my guy, Macau, on the line. This is my guy, Macau. Listen, if you think I'm crazy, Macau is crazy. All right, Macau. This dude brings the absolute fire. Listen, Macau, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Okay, we already know what you're about. We already know what you're about to bring. I want you to give me your thoughts on Marcus Megan's franchise. How do you feel about that, my friend? Joe! What's going yeah. on, my guy? Um, What's going the on? Amazing, like, uh, as far as the Marcus Mason thing went, man, like the writing was on the wall. His agent could be upset, but in all actuality, it, it's, it's just a smart business decision. It, it absolutely was. I, I think it was the best business decision Jeff can make because you're not getting a deal done right now, which is fine. Because you still got time to work that out, and you know, his, I know it's like he exactly said his, his his agent went off. <laughs> his agent went off. You know, it's a little crazy. He's fast, I, and, off, and I get it. You know, you gotta you gotta protect the interests of your player. You know, I get it. That's your yeah. job. Make yeah. sure he get as much yeah. money as he can, so you can get as much money as you can. But from the standpoint of hey, you know what? I don't really know how he's gonna fit. I mm-hmm. don't know if he's going to be able to adjust to solid schemes. You just never know. So. I think it's fair to allow the new staff to get a, uh, I guess, a hands-on look at you before, hey, you know what, we give you, you know, a 13, you know, 11, 12, $13 million a year. Yeah, yeah, you know, so, I mean, it is what it is, but, you know, we'll see how what happens going forward. I do think the Jets will eventually work out a deal with him. You know, I think maybe a four-year deal will really work. Uh, but it's just the numbers, man. I- I'd like to see us maybe exactly. find it. Exactly. You know, thirteen, fourteen at the most. You know what I'm saying? Million dollar range per year, but we'll see just how things work out. But as of right now, franchise tag ten point five million on the cap, no issues. But going forward, some of the free agents that we have, man, a lot of people are concerned. Even with some of the names that we see out there, we all know Allen Robinson's been tagged, Godwin's been tagged, Kenny Galladay yeah. out there, Joe Thune. There's so many names, right? But people are concerned that Joe Douglas will be a cheapo beepo like we've seen in the past. He's a guy that doesn't want to spend. Are you concerned that him not wanting to spend in free agency may cost us, you know, some players that can really come in here and make an impact on this football team? I think on positions outside of the O-line, possibly. I think I think Joe's going to go get his guy, Sony being his guy. I think that's going to be his mm. his splash. I'm praying anyway. Like I said before, I'm I'm fine with paying Sunni eighteen twenty million dollars a year because I, mm-hmm. I value that position. And my logic is Joe Joe's going to have that same value at that position. Wait, wait. Now everybody's yeah, talking wait, about wait Kenny Galladay. Go wait ahead. Wait a second. You said you're you're hold on. I don't mean to, I don't mean to cut you off, but you're saying you're paying Joe Sunni eighteen million per. If if that's what it takes, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Because in our wow, okay. I mean, you got, you got, you got go ahead, again, go my whole concept is you don't want to bite the dust on free agency again. Where, hey, you know what, mm-hmm. fool, you you came in, you not necessarily disrespected them, but you lowballed them with an offer. Or, hey, you wanted to be middle of the pack with an offer, and then he ends up mm-hmm. signing somewhere with a lucrative deal. And, you know, we're sitting here holding a bag, you know, Robbie Anderson 2.0. Look, Macau, I, listen. I really, I 
I respect that, man. You're a guy that wants to go in and you want to you want to get your guy, and and Thune's a guy that you covet. I mean, eighteen, so nineteen million is quite like, a bit. Even go ahead. Even more like. Like when like Sunni's been my guy more than Robertson because my whole logic is I don't care if it's Sam I don't care if it's Zach Wilson I don't care if it's Justin if nobody has a a, a moment to throw the ball where uh, hey I I snap the ball I step back and then uh, two seconds later I got to do it in my face I don't care who you are Trevor Lawrence you can be Jesus Christ back there you're get your <laughs> that amount of pressure is just it it, it it's going to throw you off your game it don't it don't matter who you are. You gotta give yeah. people a chance to succeed. And again, we we looked at Sam. Everybody knows we set Sam up for failure. So again, if, even if you cut ties with him, learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're talking facts right now when you look at the situation. Because I want to go to the wide receiver, you know, position with you too. And you talked about it how you know Sam was kind of set up for failure. There's been issues offensively, mainly at the receiver position. We have next to no weapons. You know what I mean? So when you look at the mm-hmm. situation, Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson being tagged, Chris Godwin tagged as well, Kenny Galladay's out there. Is he the guy that you are all in for, man? What are your thoughts about him? Kenny Galladay, personally, I'm going against the machine. No, Kenny, Kenny Galladay is not my – I mean, and I don't mean to be that dude. I, I believe mm-hmm. in our head coach, and I believe in the system and the culture change that – He's bringing about. I think again. I said it before, and I'm gonna say it again. I think they can bring in Juju, and Robert Sala can cut the antics. I, I, I truly believe that with the right with the right personality managing Juju. I think the problem is everybody just lets Juju be Juju. Nobody sits Juju down and says, "Hey, yo, I need you to be a professional. Mm. I need you to be a here. We go. You got you, you got the whole diva antics and whatnot, but I need you to step up, and it's time for you to be a true number one wide receiver. Okay, That's what well, you claim we, to be. Show me. Okay, well here we go. Listen, I, I hear what you're saying about Juju. You know, I, I I respect Juju. I think he's a solid wide receiver. I don't necessarily know if he's a number one. I think he's more of a really good number two. But if you're talking about that. hey, we, this guy. Yeah, if he if he's a guy that you want to bring in outside the antics, what are you giving him per year, man? Because again, with the rest of these guys being tagged, you got to think that his market has gone up as well. That's right, and that's, he's, that's him, part of him. That's my issue. Out so it, it, come on, what are we doing? Where's that, the cap? How much? Because are you because him? that's my thing. Like in my logic, is Kenny Galladay now? Kenny Kenny Galladay is the happiest man that Allen Robinson got franchise tag because now Kenny Galladay stands around like cool. 18 mil, 20 mil a year, that's me. So then that's yeah. in my brain, well, Juju, you're you're definitely not getting that from me. But, hey, if I have to pay Juju, I don't know, 10, 14, maybe 15 mil, mil per, I can live mm-hmm. with that. But, again, I got to make sure I got a way okay. out of that contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I respect that. I respect that. Again, because these guys on the market, they're going to be asking for cash. And if you want to yeah, bring in a guy it's, like Juju. It's payday time. I'm talking. You talk. Talk about it. Talk about it. I, I keep telling people. You know, you're gonna have to pay these dudes, man. They're just not gonna come in for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Especially if they're coming in here when there's again, there's better teams out there that are building up. They're gonna be offering some of these guys contracts too. We have to make ourselves attractive. I'm not saying to drastically overspend. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying exactly. your offer I, better. I, I agree completely. Be competitive. Yeah, your your offer better. Exactly. Be competitive. 
Because if it's not, you know, he's going to say goodbye and he's going to go off to another football team, you know, that's trying to build. And, but and, continue. and again, you then we'll be sitting there upset talking about what could have been. Exactly. Exactly. Crying. Just like a bunch of bunch of damn babies. What more you know what do you want from me? Egg. Again, I'm, I'm sorry. I still got heartburn about Paramount. I'm still over here like, ooh, okay, so we sh- we sure uh, Robbie wasn't the ticket? Okay, Joe. All right. So, again, that's where my whole thing comes back into. Joe is, like, literally for me, Joe is on the clock. Like, I get it. Everybody believes in Joe. I don't believe in you until you sh- give me reason, until you give me Proof. At this point, mm. you know, couple couple good decisions, couple questionable, some highly questionable decisions. Mm-hmm. And hey, like I said before, Joe is now on the clock. He he picked his dude, and look, it's time to come through. This is your, this is in my opinion, Joe's first real off season. Last year was just kind of let me get through the motions, uh, get Gates mm-hmm. out of here, uh, correct 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 the course, and go from there. But Joe Joe. Joe Douglas is on the clock for me. Okay. Okay. Look, and I, and I respect that. I, I know a lot of people that feel the exact same way. So when you look at this situation, kind of, you know, moving over from the, the wide receiver position, we have issues of tight end mm-hmm. as well, too. Herndon Hyde getting after me every single week. I keep asking y'all the same question, man. Why do y'all bother me, man? Why are y'all bothering What me? more do you want from me? This guy I can't look. Look, Herndon. <laughs> he trash. Oh, my goodness. Tell me about it, Macau. So I'm looking at this situation. I'm saying, listen, we got to upgrade some way, somehow, about the tight end position. You look out there, there's some guys. Hunter Henry's out there. Johnny Smith is out there. Gerald Everett, and, you know, Jared Cook, there's names out there. Man, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts about Johnny, though, man? Is he a guy that you'd like to target? Uh, Most certainly. I, again, my thing is I don't necessarily need the best tight end available. In free agency, okay. again, give 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 your current or not current, but just give give whoever you plan on your starting QB being next year a a safety net. I mean, every every most most solid quarterbacks in the league have that one. They have that solid tight end, and especially again looking at San Francisco, they had the George Kittle of it all. You gotta give yeah. you gotta give a young quarterback a a big tight end. Hey, go here you go. Worst case scenario, I'm pitching it off to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to give him that relief valve. You're completely correct. Exactly. Yeah, going over to the defensive side of the ball, though, Macau. There's some things that you know we could do too. And look, there's a lot of people, a lot of Jets fans in general, that have fallen in love with the idea of Shaq Barrett being a Jet next year. Okay, what are your thoughts about the Jets going after him? And what do you even think we would have to pay him to get him in the building, man? Shaq Barrett might be another person. Would I pay him the money? No. But Shaq Barrett might be another person requesting about $20 million a year because it's one of those I'll things where it's like, ah. It's, I mean, that thing with me and Shaq Barrett, I don't know if I want to foot the bill for Shaq Barrett because Shaq, Shaq Barrett can pay um, and especially just with, 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 I mean, with what occurred today with the franchise tag, boys basically moved up a list. And it's not like Shaq Barrett was too low on that free agency list in the first place. And he, he still moved up a couple spots today based off who got tagged and whatnot. Would I love to bring him in? Yeah. Um, the number Shaq Barrett might want give me a little bit of heartburn. 
Mm-hmm. I think anything above, I don't know, 14, 15 mil, me and Shaq Bear probably just going to have to part ways. <laughs> 14, you can say goodbye, man. You can say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can Shaq don't want this. I already know Shaq. Shaq's agent like, look, payday for you, payday for me, Shaq. Shaq, we could get twenty mil. I, I can't tell you. I, I I can't I can't do it with you. Man, man, listen, I, and I respect that because I said the same thing. I, I look at this situation. I'm like, look, I think Shaq is phenomenal. And, and again, everybody exactly. just calling the Super Bowl. Him and JPP been down there in Tampa doing that. They've been Eden. two of the best pass rushing duos. Yes, like you said, Eden. They've been getting after people. I'm talking just wreaking havoc on QBs for a couple years now, and y'all just saw it on the on the biggest stage what they could absolutely do. Exactly. Off. Showed they up and showed out. Uh, against one of the best offenses that we've seen, you know, in the NFL. To be completely honest, this is this is a Pat, big time. Pat, Pat Mahomes. That I mean, that was the first time I ever saw Pat Mahomes really like. I don't know if I'm coming or going. Looking like Sam Darnold. I, he had him looking like I, Sam Darnold. That, yo, <laughs> big sack, big sack. That, that defensive line turned that man into Sam Darnold. He was a five hundred million dollar Sam Darnold. Your name ain't Mahomes no more. It's Darnold, my man. He had him running for his life, bro. It's it's Darnold Mahomes. That's it. Patrick Darnold Mahomes. (laughs) Man, listen. (laughs) Listen, Macau. My final question for you, man, you, you've had a fire night tonight, man. Listen, my final question for you is give me your top three agents that you believe the Jets must sign. Who is the dude that you covet the most, bro? Oh, simple and plain. Joe Thune. Mm. Joe Thune. And then mm. Joe Thune. Oh, if you fix me. the Let's... offensive line where you give, I don't know, it's this crazy thing where, I don't know, defensive believe that actually, you know, you got some play action. They have a reason to fear play action. Things change. Wide receivers get a little bit better. Running backs get a little bit better. Holes get a little bit bigger. So, again, Mm -hmm. build the offensive line. Get a solid dude in there that, hey, you know what, I've done this before. I've done this for years. I'm great. Let Let me teach some of my counterparts, you know, my little tricks and trades and go from there. One dude like that can help build up people. Soon he has tips and tricks that can make Becton better. Different different, different position, but it's, it's, it's the knowledge base. It's the, hey, well, hey, I've, I've gone up against this fellow, and this is what I do, or this is what I'm seeing. Just, just small stuff like that, locker room stuff that you can't really account for, where, hey, you know what, I went bargain shopping again. Uh, whoever's back there getting killed again. Yeah, yeah. Mikhail, you, you brought the fire tonight, man. You were my fan, audience. You were the Caught in with the fire tonight, man. Listen, Macau, thank you for calling in, my friend. I got to get back to these lines tonight. You have a good night, man. You too. Be safe, Joe. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Macau, listen. Macau calls in. That man is a Jets fan. He knows his stuff. 
point blank period, all right? God, man, that guy knows this stuff. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. Apologize, folks, if there's issues with the YouTube. If you can't view it on YouTube, we'll, we'll get get that fixed. YouTube is tripping, all right? You know what I'm saying? YouTube is tripping. We don't know why. We don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's always something. You know what I'm saying? It's just always Oh boo YouTube, man. Boo YouTube. This is completely ridiculous, man. You know what I'm Damn. You know what I mean? Come on, man. We gotta get it together. But we're gonna keep keep moving through. We got quite a bit of callers left on the line. So I'm getting to my next my going to my next call. I believe this is my guy Jason, man. I think this is my guy, Jason, on the line. Jason, salute to you, my friend. It's good to speak to you, with you tonight. I want to go right there, man. Give me your thoughts on Kenny Galladay, man. Are you doing whatever it takes to bring him in? Um, with Kenny Galladay, um, it's, to be honest, I believe he's the true number one receiver that's going to be the only one left in the market now because with Robbie Anderson mm-hmm. – and a bunch of and Godwin just got franchise tag. If you yeah. think that he's the true number one, you're gonna have to throw everything you got at him because everyone else who needs a weapon are gonna throw everything they got at him. So he's gonna be paying just because of how, because he's probably the only number one receiver. Everyone else looks like being top two or three. Even them, they're gonna mm-hmm. pay like number one receivers. So it's yeah. it's hard to say if you can't bring in. If you can't bring him um, in, I say do your second option. Just build his offensive line. You have the money to do mm. it. Okay, okay. And listen, Jason, you talk about building that old line. You talking my language, man. You talking my talk because I've been talking about that for quite some time. Making sure that you get guys in here that can block and you know keep your QB upright. Who's the who's the top offensive line? You the offensive lineman that you covet is Joe Thune, your guy. I mean, with Sheriff being tagged and other guys being tagged as well. His market's got to go up, right? Right, and so this this is where you got to. But at this point, there's so much. There isn't that much time. You just got to give him what he wants. Give him the contract. Mm. You're saying, you know what? You know, give it. Every, we give you the banks of the money, man. Just, just, just. We just give it everything to you. How much? Because at this <laughs> point, talent there isn't that much talent. So you're gonna have to overpay no matter what. Oh, okay. I mean, but I hear what you're saying, you know. I'm a little nervous myself. I don't want to necessarily overpay too much, but I do feel what you're saying. You want to make sure that you get your guy. You want to make sure that he gets in the building. You want to make sure he's a Jet. So your offer better damn well be there with a lot of other teams that are offering him stuff too. You better not come with no lowball nonsense. You better not come trying to be a cheapskate. Like I said earlier, you're trying to come in being a cheapo beepo. It's not going to happen. you got to make sure – that you get this guy in the building, so you got to pay how you weigh him. He's a top offensive lineman, you know, in this free agency class. People are absolutely just raving about him. They were raving about him before, you know, even last year when people were thinking that he was going to hit free agency, people were raving about him before the Pats came out and tagged him. So, look, I hear you, and I know that there's a lot of fans that covet him as well that are screaming about him. When you go to the defensive side of the ball, which is what I want to cover with you too, there's a lot of fans looking at Shaq Barrett, man. He's about to hit free agency, hasn't been tagged, as we know. Are you a guy that wants to see the Jets go after him too, man? And if so, what do you think it takes to land him? Um, 
Well, so far, um, yeah, I would love to see him. With, there's a bunch of guys that's out there, and that's the one thing I'm in. I'm looking at the defensive line and the outside linebackers. This is the free agency where we need to at least hit one or two, and it could be like it could be him. It could, but we need at least one of these guys, and I would give give them a. I won't overpay specifically on these guys because there's there's like mm-hmm. a lot of them. So this is this is the place where I could see Joe Douglas won't pay as much as other positions. Yeah. So hmm. with right. with this, I would see him try to be cheap over on the outside of the pass rusher. But there is a lot of out pass rush that I think the Jets should be taking the assertive on this because this is a need the Jets has been needing for a long time. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely have. And when you talk about those needs, the need is corner as well. And there's a lot of fans that are really stuck on Richard Sherman. They really think he'll be able to come in here and do some great things, especially with his history with with Sulla, you know, and them working together, you know, with the Niners. Do you believe that same thing? Is Richard Sherman a free agent that you think the Jets should target? You know, um, I'm probably the minority on this one. A lot of people ain't going to like me. But um, I say, Mm -hmm. no, I don't want Sherman in here. To be honest, he's okay. a Weavis 2.0 of addition, and um, if he really wants to help and want to help teach, he could come help coach. But besides that, I don't want him mm-hmm. on my team. I want somebody who's going to be able to compete and be here in the long term. I don't want somebody here short term because that doesn't change. That won't. That doesn't get anything fixed. Okay. Okay. You know, I, look. I, you know, I, I respect that take. I think that. You know, one or two years, in my opinion, one or two-year contract to him, as long as it's not breaking the bank, I don't think we're necessarily killing, but I do see your point. You know, I, I think that if he could come in, he could help, you know, these younger corners. And Richard still has, you know, some pop left to him. He's not, you know, a bum or, no, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. So I think he would still be able to put things together. But I understand your take there. So when you look at the situation as well, Marcus May ends up getting tagged I know that there's a lot of Jets fans that aren't necessarily happy about that either. What are your thoughts about that situation? And also, what are your thoughts about his agent going off on social media too? Well, it's something that it's been a trending. Um, Jets players, um, since Joe Juggers have gotten in here, they have spoken out against Joe Juggers. So, yeah. so it doesn't look good for us to – If for me, if I'm seeing – Agents are going out and attacking the organization and saying, "Hey, they're not treating us fairly. Why would I want to go there in the first place? And they're not going to treat me good. I would just go somewhere else." And so it's a huge yeah. something that, especially Marcus May, he's like one of our only talents we got. And for yeah. us not to lock him up, that's a head scratcher. And so I, yeah. if they don't get a deal soon, we can. He might be on the way out, sadly enough, yeah. if they don't get a deal done soon. Well, yeah, you know, I, I think we still have time. You know, I, I do understand uh, where you're coming from, though, because I know a lot of fans that would just like to see him locked up immediately. But, you know, things kind of didn't work out the way that, you know, most people would want them to work. But we still have time to work out a deal. I think they have until, like, July to really fill it, figure things out. I think it's, like, July 12th or something to figure things right. out and solidly get him a deal, which it could happen. You know, again, I think signing him somewhere in the 13s, maybe $14 million per 
would really work out well for us. Um, I really like what Marcus may bring to the table. Excellent safety and coverage. He can kind of do a more – well, he could absolutely do more than just be a cover safety. We saw him brought down into the box before. He was doing some of the things that we've seen all do in the past. He's a team leader as well, a guy that's vocal, a guy that leads us in that locker room. So I think he was also the team MVP too. So, you know, real big stuff, man. And But we'll see what happens going forward with him. But, Jay, listen, man, this has been a phenomenal – phenomenal call from you. So before I let you go, who's your top free agent that you feel the Jets must sign this year? Oh, that's easy. Joe Thune and uh, the son of um, Coy Lindsley. If they can sign those two men, this offensive line will look so great next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look, I would, listen, I would, man. you had a heck of a call. Absolutely, man. That was a heck of a call from you. You really brought the fire tonight, Jason. I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have a good night. You too, man. Go Jets. All right. Yeah, go Jets. Listen, man. Listen. Phenomenal calls tonight. Phenomenal calls. So many people calling in, sharing their love for the Jets, talking about everything that we have going on in free agency. So for me, I look at this situation and I say, you know, there's some guys out there that I definitely want. I know there's a lot of people – you know, asking me who my top guys are. For me, uh, with Allen Robinson being tagged, and again, you know, I think we could definitely end up possibly making a trade for him down the road. I spit that take early in the show so nobody could say that I took their take or anything like that because I've been talking about that for months. I thought that the Bears would tag him. But for me, you know, with Allen Robinson gone, um, my top free agent is Joe Thune, man. We've got to make sure – that we better this offensive line. We must, dude. We must. We cannot keep rolling around and having these issues. We really can't. We've got to make sure that our offensive line is short up. So whoever our quarterback is next year, even if we move on from Sam, we draft a guy, we trade for a guy, whatever, we've got to make sure that he's upright. We've got to make sure that our interior is solidified, um, not just for the quarterback either, so also that our running game can be better than it has been in the past. You know what I'm saying? We've got to we've got to get better at that. Um, I wouldn't mind us, you know. Again, Corey Lindsay is a guy that's out there too. You know, if we can't get Thune for some reason, if we bring in Lindsay and you know slide him into that center spot and move Connor McGovern, I have no issues with that either. You know what I mean? But we've for me, Joe Thune to me is the top, and I think you you got to do whatever you can to bring him in. We got 77 million dollars. Make it happen. You know, I don't want to pay the guy over. You know. 20 million. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do it. But, you know, if I can get him somewhere in the teams, in the late teams, I'm making it happen, man. I'm making it happen. But if I have to cross that threshold, you know, not too far, but I'll cross it. For Joe Thune, absolutely. You know, but I do think we can probably get him in the late team. So, with that said, I'm going to close out the show again. I want to thank everybody for calling in tonight. Phenomenal show. I love speaking to everybody. Uh, you know, Sorry to anyone that, that is, you know, missing on YouTube. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that. We'll get that fixed. You know what I'm saying? YouTube is tripping. But, look, I want to thank everyone again for calling in tonight. It's phenomenal, phenomenal to speak with people. So I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, we need some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. 
I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000, three zeros. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to go back and forth? You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Darnold jersey on at all times. You know, we'll see what the future holds for him. You know what I mean? Maybe we move on from him. Maybe he's our starter next year. We'll see. But until, you know, that gets figured out, I will have my Darnold jersey on at all times, and I'll go back and forth with you. I'm on YouTube as well at the Long Beach, uh, excuse me, at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. All right. You can watch the live stream of my of my streams. We're gonna get it fixed <laughs> when it goes up there. Uh, you'll be able to watch me live. Uh, you know, when I do my broadcast, uh, that's where you'll catch the streams. So Long Beach Joe Jets, please subscribe, turn on your notifications on that channel as well. Uh, and if you don't throw me in the comments, no issues. I'll throw you right back in the comments too. I'm saying we can go back and forth. And as always, people, when you see me in person. It is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone, man. Absolutely love all Jets fans. You know what I'm saying? Love going back and forth. So I want to thank you folks for watching, telling you folks, without you folks, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to call in and listen to the show, all right? So you folks have a good one. Hey!